Cool. So Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Dude, Alex, it's good to have you here. The yeah. series. Good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah. Uh, and Habakkuk is, you know, a series we're in. This will be, you know, our second week of being inside it. So far, you know, Micah, uh, our worship pastor, has kind of dug through two weeks of this, going through verse one, first week, and verses two through four, second week. So we're like really deep in it, but also text-wise, we're only four verses in, yeah, which is crazy yeah. to think about it. Uh, but for those of you kind of like listening in, maybe if you're first time, because uh, this type of touch point situation is a little bit different and we're still getting used to it. Uh, my name is Miles Quibido. I'm our creative and production director here at the North Canton Chapel. And this... My name is Alex, and I am the group life and missions pastor. That's exactly at right. NCC. Yeah, and he's an awesome dude to to sit in, and especially with some Thank of the you. stuff we're going to talk about today, uh, as it relates to the few verses that we have in Habakkuk. I'm yeah. like super interested to hear on what, what you might have insight for, what yeah. things you might want to talk about. So. Looking at this, like I said, um, we're in week two of Habakkuk, and we've got Habakkuk chapter one, verses two through four, uh, and it reads this. Uh, it says, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear me? O, uh, or t- cry to you violence, and you will not save. Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. Yeah, and so what's kind of wild here is this has like almost this like psalmsy kind of yeah. vibe, like yeah. you know how how David would essentially approach this idea of man, garbage is happening. Where are you, God? You yeah. know, and I mean that's just one of those things that I feel like we see pretty consistently with some of the most faithful people and one of the most um, you know seasoned people in their spiritual walk. I mean, when you read that, Alex, what do you kind of think of when you see that passage? Yeah, it's it's interesting because you're right; it does almost feel like you're reading uh, a piece of a psalm. Uh, from David, but when you look at it, it's it's always interesting because you see, oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help mm-hmm. and you will not hear? And it's yeah. almost like when you just read it like that, you're like, oh, he's he's doubting. He's not there. He's right. not there. He's 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 not actually trusting in God. Right. But then when you read on, and we'll get to that in the right. in the coming weeks, he absolutely is for sure. But it's interesting to what I love about this. And what I think helps me in my own walk is he's just being honest. Mm-hmm. He's just being totally yeah. open with God and and expressing how he feels. And I think that when we do that, mm-hmm. I mean, how much closer to God can we be when we just pour our heart out it's and true. not try to put up any sort of like, oh, I got to say this uh, to, you know, so God won't be mad or whatever. It's like, just be honest yeah, completely. I also think like there's this level of... Um, not even just like, because uh, I totally agree with you, the honesty between you as a believer and God as reverent and, and all-knowing as he is, you just telling him, God, what the heck is going on? Yeah. You know, what what am I supposed to do with this? But there's also this, like, as we are reading it, we, like I said before, we know that people in the Bible had the same exact kind of like crossroads of, man, where is God in all of this? You know, yeah. in different situations that we have in life that I know you're going through, I've gone through different people um, in our church or different people that might be listening to this message may have been or maybe are in yeah. a moment where it's just, 
I don't understand how a God of the universe could do the things he does. Where are you in this yeah. moment? And so I think knowing the fact that um, some of that, I wouldn't say mysteriousness as much as it is just not knowing what God knows, yeah. you know, his ways are higher than our ways. And the way that we see some of the things happening in our world, including how it affects us, don't, doesn't always make sense. Yeah, exactly. um, and there's this element of like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. even though it feels really not okay yep. in the moment in which you're experiencing it. But I guess kind of like going with the flow of that idea. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions, especially as it relates to just your role and seeing group life missions and just a lot of the you know angles in which you brush up against a lot of this stuff, um, how do we petition God? In other words, you know, go to him in prayer or just kind of almost like this passage is saying, ask him, what are you doing? How do we do uh, that? How do we petition God when we see pain and problems in our world? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think it's one that I would say most people, probably every single person, uh, wrestles with because sure. there's a there's that saying like if you're not going through stuff right now, yeah. you will be right. You know, so these questions will come, and you could be the most seasoned believer. You could be walking with Jesus for eighty, you know, maybe not eighty. Right. Years. 50 years, whatever. And as long as you're allowed to be here. Can, like, if it's 80 or 100 yeah. and whatever, okay. Um, but you could be walking faithfully with Jesus and still asking these questions and yeah. still wrestling with God. Like, why is this happening? And I think the interesting part um, of with that is we all do that at some level. For sure, yeah. And then we all just like Habakkuk, he's he's looking to God. He's, he's voicing, he's crying out to God. But what I think, at least in in my role, uh, which which is interesting, is I see how the I get to kind of like the behind the scenes look of of how the body of Christ, like how do the how the church actually surrounds people who are going through this, mm -hmm. and how we actually like in our group, like in in my community group, uh, we've had people come in and they're going through really hard things. Yeah. And they are in the midst of crying out, God, why is this happening? I don't understand this. I know I shouldn't ask that because you're good and like you're trustworthy and and and, and I, I know that you do all things for the for the for good. Right. But why? Like, why is this happening? But what's beautiful about that, and I've experienced this even recently with things, um, my brothers and sisters in Christ have absolutely surrounded me in my community mm -hmm. and said, Hey, look, I, I'm not gonna even try to explain this but I'm here for you. And I can assure you by what God has done in my own life that he is good. Yeah. And it's almost like when I'm sitting here thinking, God, why is this happening? I don't, I don't understand this God, but I have somebody on my right shoulder just saying, Hey, I, I feel for you, man. I don't understand yeah. this too, but look what God has done. Like I, I've seen God come through on impossible things before. Yeah. That don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think the beauty of community is we we need that yeah like if if i was left all alone in in my room crying out to god like that's a that can be a lonely place yeah. and that's exactly why we have each other we have the church yeah and that's exactly why god designed it that way because we actually need each other that's yeah it's it's so true and i think like, like you said, you have a lot of like insight towards that, especially yeah. since you're bent with the group life aspect is, is 
community, community, community. If you don't have it, you're going to need it. And if you don't think you need it now, you're going to wish you did later. Absolutely. And I think what you're saying is true about, um, you said you've seen God do impossible things. You've seen him move through things and, and act on others' behalf in ways that doesn't make any sense. And the crazy part about that is that uh, community can help us remember the things that are hard to remember about God in the moments when it's not easy to. Exactly. And it's just like, if he did it here, he'll do it again. And it just goes on and on and on with that same exact narrative. So I guess like the next kind of step to that, because you mentioned that you've had people and maybe even yourself kind of in some of like the earlier stages of of grief, concern and, and worry, like how do we approach God as a reverent being that he is, or as we should be reverent towards the being that he is, like how do we approach God in moments that we are absolutely ticked off yeah. about our circumstance in it? How do we do that in a healthy and respectful way? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great question. And it's, it's one of those questions and uh, we'll get to it in a second. But one caveat is like, even, you know, what I wanted to kind of say before, just sure. so that everyone knows, like, even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of problems, those don't always go away. Yeah. You know, yeah. th those don't always, oh, I just got to walk through this season. I got to walk through this desert. On the other side of this desert, it's going to be this beautiful oasis where all the problems in my life go away. Yeah. And everything's better. Sometimes that's not how it is, mm -hmm. but yet the joy that we have in Jesus, the yeah. hope that we have in Jesus far exceeds any joy that we would have yeah. in that oasis. So yeah. that's just one little caveat I wanted to make sure. Well, and that knows. too, and that's because I, I don't want to like double, double, uh, like one up you on that point yeah. too. Uh, you know, Roger Fout, uh, our middle school director a few weeks ago, he and I were talking about how we receive joy, how we expect like this transactional thing in our lives where believe in God, pray to him, he'll yeah. give us nice stuff and we'll feel happy. Yeah. Um, but if the joy of the Lord is our strength, it's not even my joy, you know, yeah. it's, it's what God delights in. And, and ultimately uh, the faith we have in him and the glory we offer him with that faith uh, is the thing that would bring him joy. And that should yeah. be a thing that we delight in. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, it's not always going to be unicorns and rainbows on the way down either. So, no, nope. yeah. I mean, think about the, even the word uh, we're talking about joy, you know, and joy in the midst of suffering, joy in the midst of pain. Um, and in Habakkuk, like you read this and you're like, he doesn't look like he has joy, mm -hmm. but sometimes we, we can't, sometimes we don't express it. Yeah. But like, think about the word rejoice, rejoice. That's a, that's actually a verb. Uh huh. Right. So like we, we get to rejoice. Like that is, that is an action. Like, and it does have, we do have this like deep seated joy in Christ and it does, um, it does foster up uh, a heart that I can't actually rejoice in this. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, like this doesn't make any sense. And everyone around me is going to say, that's weird. How could you rejoice in that? But like, that's what happens when we have that deep seated joy in Christ. So getting back to your, to your question, yeah. the second question here, um, it can be hard uh, to have a posture of reverence. But I think even just thinking about this, uh, right off the gate, I think what a lot of times happen is we are honest with God. Mm -hmm. We're on our knees, almost shaking our fists, like God, why would this? Why would this happen? I was just telling somebody the other day about something that happened in my life. I won't go into the details, but it was one of the few times in my life I really was looking like God. Why? I don't understand why this happened. Mm -hmm. Like I, there's actually nothing 
I can't see like, oh, oh, in five years, it's I'm going to look back and yeah. like, oh, that the trajectory is not easy to go. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a way out of this. No, yeah. like in five years, I'm going to look back and be like, that still makes no sense. And yeah. It never will make sense on earth. Yeah, this side of glory. But what what our posture has to be, I think, is like we said in the beginning, this this honesty towards God. And then it, it, it for me, I mean, and this is just me. Like I have to get into the word. Sure. Yeah. I have to get in the word and in, in community, right? When, when I'm in community, um, I have my friends and my brothers and sisters in Christ pointing me towards Jesus and helping me to, to see God, his goodness and everything. But if I'm not in the word, if I'm not actually spending time with Jesus, with, if I'm not spending time in God's word, yeah, those things, they're supplemental, but this yeah. time in God's word and prayer and honestly just time with him. I think that has to be the first thing in our posture, but that's probably the most, it's, it's probably not the first thing we always go to. No, but I mean, it's always like this principle, like, cause I think, I think the reason why we don't always, you know, gravitate to scripture in a moment where things aren't great <laughs> is because our, our headspace, uh, we like things that are so tangible and direct. Yeah. Um, if I could call you on the phone and ask you for guidance, I would more likely do that in times of crisis than I would pick up a Bible yeah. unless I'm encouraged to do it in another way. But the way that I was always told, like growing up and through, you know, just more pragmatic people, people that are just very practical and they don't do a single thing unless it makes sense to them. Yeah. Um, they would always say things like, if you were a business owner, and you didn't show up to business meetings, how do you think your business meeting would go? Or how do you think your business would go? Yeah. Um, and the same con like concurrent level is just like scripture. If you only ever go to it, when you think it makes sense, don't expect your like vibrant relationship with Jesus to just come along gracefully. Yep. It won't happen. It's it's both in the mundane as much as in the encouraged, as much as in the discouraged. If you don't get there, don't expect for him to just be like, uh, he's always there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if you're not open-handed all the time with him, it may not be as obvious to you that he's right there open-handedly waiting for you when you need it. Yep. And so to your point, it's just like God's word is the, is his word that is alive and like pointing back to him in all of our moments in life. And so I think your point is exactly right. It's just like, yeah, we do need to have that moment of like breakdown prayer. Absolutely. You know, commune with God in those moments. But if scripture isn't baked into that, you know, yep. things like community, you know, it's, it's great. It's yeah. nice to have a friend. Uh, but ultimately, uh, there's got to be some rooting in God's ability to speak back to you with with what He's done and who He is. Yeah, exactly. And even even a word for us who who are part of a community, when we see somebody going through crisis or something difficult, we all, we need to be reminded that the best thing we can do is is help them see the scriptures. Yeah, and not like read this Bible verse no. and it's going <laughs> to, yeah. you know, not like, your hey, problem. I've got a book for you. Yeah, or I've exactly. got, got a book got a passage. Let me, uh, let me text you this verse and it's going to, yeah, yeah, sometimes, but like it, it's more than that. And that's why, yeah. that's why having a relationship with other people in for community sure. matters. Cause if someone just came up to me, like read this and that's going to make you better. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a pill, like we're just going to take it and it's gonna, all going to work yeah. out. Yeah. But when somebody has been like walking alongside with me in this, yeah. That means something then. It does, yeah.
Yeah, it's so true. And so, I mean, this aspect of, of being on our hands and knees, being in community with people, but, you know, obviously, like you said, being in scripture, all these things are a, a, a massive kind of like grouping of things that can easily point back to things like group life. Right. Um, and so just so we're clear on this, like you're a group life director here, also working inside missions or pastor and working inside missions and things like that. Um, if you were to kind of give like a sending word on this for people that are maybe experiencing grief, hard times and things like that, what would you tell them as far as getting involved with a a group, uh, at the church? Absolutely. I mean, even, you know, I've said this, I think in a, in a, previous setting here um even if you're reluctant to get connected mm-hmm. like getting connected if you're like oh man i'm i'm an introvert i i don't know how like i i don't know like i'm not really good with people mm-hmm. like okay that's fine like people god makes everyone different. sure absolutely but like it is so important that we get connected because there there's never a time when I'm sitting in my group that I'm like, man, I regret this. Right. Yeah. It's always, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. I needed this more than I, than I thought, right. more than I even knew. So even if you're sitting here, you're like, I, I want that. I don't know what that would look like in my life. Maybe, uh, whatever life, you know, season that you're in, um, it can be difficult to get connected, but just take that next step and, and just even reach out. Like I, I'm, I would love if someone would just email me, Alex, I don't know how to get connected. What What's my first step? Right. And there are places for everybody. I mean, there's men's and women's Bible study. There's men's breakfast. There's community groups. There's Sunday morning groups. There's, I mean, there is women's. I mean, there's tons of things in just taking that first step Yeah. of being around people who are going to help point you back to Jesus is just it's so valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, just, just take that step. Absolutely. Yeah. No, too, too true. And I definitely completely agree with you on all of that. And so, you know, Alex, like you were saying, this is just a very small snapshot, this Habakkuk chapter one, verse two through four. It is very much a, if, if you're reading this, don't stop here, uh, go back to week one and then continue with us through the remaining weeks, just because, uh, as a story worth listening to, but ultimately too, if you were to base your entire understanding of this (laughs) book on these three verses, uh, you might come away just a a skosh jaded and think of that. Uh, it's all that uh, you know for not but um yeah so this is week two uh feel free to stick through with us and alex thank you so much for yeah, hanging it, out man. having That's a awesome. chat really do appreciate it so everybody i hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll yes. look forward to next week all right see you